The great Buster Keaton's childhood nickname was Buster, a name that this funny stuntman superstar lived up to. Well, Jackie Chan's childhood nickname was Cannonball, a name that this funny stuntman superstar lived up to as well. Jackie Chan went from becoming one of Hong Kong's biggest stars to becoming a bankable Hollywood fan favorite, bridging the cultural gap through stunts of sheer entertainment, skill, and innovation. The dude even had his own cartoon. Watching Jackie move across the screen with such grace and rhythm in his signature steady wide-angle shot is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, thing that cinema can offer. His fights were different than anything we'd ever seen. There was always a hint of chaos and painful struggle. You could feel the fear and danger in his expressive face and provided a much-needed sense of humor to the genre. Embracing comedy as much as action and blending them together to perfection. Yet, he could still be a stone-cold killer if the occasion called for it. Jackie Chan is still very prolific, but has pretty much stayed out of the North American spotlight for some years now. And yes, we know, we know human beings age, and it's harder to jump off things when you're almost 70. We get it. But it just feels like we haven't seen that much of good old Jackie lately. Has his box office drawl been dwindling? How is the Asian market treating him? And how strong is his cinematic legacy? Or did he just become a tool for Chinese propaganda? Let's take a look at his butt-kicking, gravity-defying, near-death-experiencing life and career as we find out what the f**k happened to Jackie Chan. But to truly understand what the fuck happened to Jackie Chan, we must begin at the beginning of the beginning began when he was born on his birthday, Hong Kong, 1954. His movie career began with bit roles, with the most crucial being two Bruce Lee classics, 1972's Fist of Fury and Bruce Lee's last completed work, Enter the Dragon, having the prestigious honor of getting his ass kicked by the martial arts legend. The stunt work, predictably was his most notable attribute, catching the attention of director Liu Wei, who would cast Jackie Chan in New Fist of Fury in 1976. This director tried to mold his star into the new Bruce Lee, who had died just three years prior. This attempt to Bruceify Jackie Chan constrained the actor, who didn't exactly adhere to Bruce Lee's philosophy and style. They're the same, but different. This difference would prove fruitful, not just for his career, but for Hong Kong cinema. Really, Jackie Chan was the anti-Bruce, but he still respected him, of course. Just a different way of making movies and kicking butts. And Jackie Chan's later success would be given credit for putting an end to Bruce-ploitation. <laughs> Nineteen seventy-eight was a landmark year for Jackie Chan, headlining the doubleheader of Snake in the Eagle's Shadow and Drunken Master. 
which truly made Jackie a star. These films also gave him enough clout to direct, helming 1979's The Fearless Hyena, a showcase for what would be his trademark combination of stunt work and comedy. Which also featured quote-unquote emotional kung fu, is what they called it. It's a style where the character shows signs of emotion during the action sequence, also known as acting. Jackie Chan could now attempt to truly branch out. He made his first break for Hollywood with 1980's The Big Brawl. Jackie Chan had no immediate success while working in the United States, despite a minor role in 1981's The Cannonball Run, like his childhood nickname, Cannonball. But this Cannonball really didn't help him soar. So Jackie ventured back to Hong Kong. That same year came The Young Master, which he also directed. He also sang a song for the movie. Yeah, singing, that's another talent you probably didn't know Jackie Chan had. He later did a song for 1998's Mulan, as well as performed at the 2008 Summer Olympics. He's a singing, fighting, acting machine. Chan now had additional and earned freedom to hone his now trademark stunts, with credit also going to the Jackie Chan stunt team. Notably, Chan holds the Guinness Book of World Records for most stunts by a living actor, and I don't really think he even has competition for that one. Now might be a good time to look at some of the stunt highlights of the career of Jackie Chan. The classic bus sequences in Police Story, and Police Story 2, the nearly 30-foot rooftop jump in Rumble in the Bronx, the 21-story building slide in Who Am I?, rollerblading through traffic in Winners and Sinners, the clock tower dangle in Project A in 1983, a possible homage to Safety Last. There was also the scorching hot coal crawl in Legend of Drunken Master in 1978. And of course we can't talk about the stunts without talking about the injuries and near-death experiences. And we should note that this is not even close to a complete list. We don't have time to go through it all. But here's some good ones. In Police Story, he was electrocuted sliding down a pole. It almost killed him. In Police Story 2, he cut himself up pretty bad after jumping through actual glass. In Police Story 3, he was clipped by a helicopter. In Armor of God 2, he broke his sternum after a fall. In Project A, he smacked his head on the ground after a nearly 80-foot fall. In Rumble in the Bronx, he broke his ankle after a bad fall. In Armor of God, he fractured his skull after smacking his head on a rock. This injury gave him a metal plate and a permanent dent in his head. This calls to mind the Dragon Lord, in which one scene required nearly 3,000 takes. And this does illustrate Jackie Chan's utter need for control over his movies and his image. Ultimate control. Yes, Jackie Chan loves to control everything. 
just like the Chinese Communist Party that he supports. But Jackie Chan, of course, has done a lot of charitable work, so there's that. Yay! <laughs> Through a solid chunk of his career, Jackie Chan was the IT movie star. Bankable, likable, willing to put in the work. Most Western moviegoers were introduced to Jackie via Rumble in the Bronx, released in 1995. But yeah, Jackie Chan really changed the way we saw action heroes. At the time, that genre was completely dominated by big muscle men. And then comes this little guy who could totally kick everybody's butt. The action genre would never be the same again. Hollywood would never be the same again. This was followed by the fun action flick Jackie Chan's First Strike in 1996 and Mr. Nice Guy in 1997. Chan really started to have a steady Hollywood career, especially with 1998's Rush Hour. This groundbreaking film took the buddy cop genre and allowed it to grow into something that we had never seen before. The chemistry between Jackie Chan and comedian Chris Tucker is absolutely amazing. Yes, Rush Hour was a smash hit at the box office, pulling in $244 million worldwide, allowing for some sequels, Rush Hour 2 and Rush Hour 3, which also made money. The entire trilogy grossed about $850 million worldwide. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? There, too, was the Western action kung fu comedy Shanghai Noon with Owen Wilson, which tried to copy the Rush Hour formula, and it worked out all right. This was followed by a sequel, Shanghai Nights. And then came 2002's The Tuxedo, which resulted in a huge decline in Jackie Chan's career. Everyone saw the tuxedo and was like, what, what are you doing, Jackie? What? Where's the... No, why? No, what? The tuxedo? But it's not your fault. Hollywood didn't know what to do with you. Hollywood was trying their best, but they just had no idea how to truly capture the magic that is Jackie Chan. Plus, Hollywood never truly understood how to edit a Jackie fight scene. Always cutting on the action, never letting the audience see the real fight play out. So you couldn't really truly appreciate his skills. Oh well. But that's not to say that Chan lost his roots. In between his collection of Hollywood movies, Chan continued to appear in Hong Kong productions. One key movie here was 1999's Gorgeous, which he co-wrote. It's a mostly dramatic turn, but it has plenty of fight scenes too, don't worry. So yeah, after decades of shying away from dramatic and romantic roles, Chan gave what is one of his best, and is certainly one of his most underappreciated performances. And that calls to mind, in a way, his later performance in 2017's The Foreigner, in which he co-starred alongside Pierce Brosnan. This was seen by critics and audiences as one of his most honest and dramatic roles. And yes, the older Jackie Chan kicks some serious ass in this movie. 
this is a character that exceeds what you would normally, typically expect from a Jackie Chan character. He's a veteran with a dark past, he's kind of sad, he loves his family, and all these other emotional things and stuff are, are going on in him. Chan's character is ravaged and complex. It's a performance that Jackie himself is justly proud of. During the late 2000s, all the Hollywood producers were trying to throw Jackie Chan into more family-friendly material, hoping to make a buck off of those parents that take, like, all their kids to the movies and it's really expensive and they make a lot of money. So yeah, he was in The Spy Next Door and a remake of The Karate Kid. But hey, you don't win two Kids' Choice Awards for Best Butt Kicker for nothing, right? He also went head-to-head -head with the great Jet Li in the smash hit Forbidden Kingdom. And in 2016, he was in something called Railroad Tigers, and it looks fun as hell. Look at that. Jackie Chan also provided his voice, that's right, his voice, his English-speaking voice, to be used in the mega blockbuster Kung Fu Panda. And you know what? His voice, it, it worked out great. And the movie, yeah, it made lots of that money stuff and too many sequels and spin-offs to even care about. I guess it was around this time that he let his body rest, and let his vocals do most of the work, as he was also featured in Nutjob 2 and that Lego Ninjago movie. Jackie Chan has appeared in over 100 films, which is why we can't mention them all. And yes, his stunt work may have slowed down a bit, as Father Time, you know, kicks his ass, but he is still very prolific. Just over the past few years, he has five movies out or in production, all in the Asian market, as the roles he was being offered in the States were growing more limiting. There was 2020's Vanguard, 2021's Wish Dragon, 2022's Ride On, and 2022's Diary. He was only the writer and director on Diary, though. Like I said, over the past few years, he has slowed down his action output. I'm gonna quote Jackie Chan here. I am an actor who can fight. I am not an action star who can act. And considering his injuries and near-death experiences, we can't blame him. After all, he's almost 70. Jackie Chan remains an icon of not just Hong Kong cinema, but action movies. Not to mention an innovator in comedy action. He has been likened to the great silent comedian Buster Keaton, who also performed his own stunts, but also has a certain self-awareness that calls to mind Charlie Chaplin, mixed with the hilarious danger of jackass. <laughs> Filmmakers like Quentin Tarantino and Edgar Wright absolutely love the guy's films, and Jackie has even been honored on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yet, in the past few years, Jackie has lost many fans. After speaking out against the pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong, Jackie made statements about how the protesters shouldn't be allowed to protest. And these controversial statements disappointed many who, you know, like democracy and freedom. And this may have harmed his career, at least in Hong Kong or the people who pay attention to that kind of stuff and or, or care. But yeah, recently Jackie's 
outspoken politics have rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, even though he performed at the Concert for Democracy in China in 1989. But hey, times change, people change, and Jackie, he always loved to flip-flop. His career was absolutely legendary and has lasted over 60 years now. Jackie Chan has proven to be one of the greatest action movie stars of all time. He took martial arts movies to a new, accessible level. And of course, he took stunt work to ungodly realms, scaring every insurance company involved in every movie he was on. But it was worth it. There are a lot of Jackie Chan movies out there. Not all of them are smash hits, and even those that were box office champions aren't necessarily his finest achievements. But so many of his films are worth seeking out. Yes, of course, you should see Drunken Master. You should also check out Police Story and Police Story 2. Of course, Rumble in the Bronx is a landmark movie for not only his career, but Western action fans at the time. But don't be afraid to dig through his filmography. Like I said, there's over a hundred movies to pick from. He's got some really underappreciated badass films out there, like Wheels on Meals in 1984, or Crime Story in 1993. All of the mentioned films showcase some of Jackie's most incredible work, both as an actor and a stunt performer, and a filmmaker. Sure, Bruce Lee passed the baton to Jackie Chan, and boy howdy did he run with it, and fractured his skull. Two, two, two. Wow, sh shit. The dude is an absolute legend through and through, developing a unique style of martial arts and acting that feels like a hypnotic, violent ballet. And it makes you laugh, cry, and gasp in amazement as your popcorn-eating butt hangs off the edge of your seat. And the whole time you're like, WTF? <laughs> And remember, Jackie even said it himself. He is not good, he is patient. Many of his stunts literally take over a hundred takes sometimes until they get it right. So in reality, Jackie Chan is a big failure whose blooper reels are longer than his movie, but he never lets those mess ups keep him down. He never gave up until the shot was perfect. And that's what makes Jackie Chan and his films stand out to this day. You can have a whole CGI army clashing, exploding, rumbling and tumbling, fire and smoke and special effects flying everywhere, but that still will never be as impressive as Jackie Chan's beautiful choreography. <laughs> He's one of the few action stars who's lived up to the hype and deserves every bit of praise. And even though not everything he made was, you know, well, good, he was always pretty damn good in them. And yes, age has slowed down our mighty hero, but it hasn't stopped him. And that's what makes him a badass. You know what? Just think about this for a second. How many actors have received honorary awards from both the Oscars and the MTV Movie Awards. Just one, and his name is Jackie. So nobody should give a fuck about what the fuck happened to Jackie Chan, because he's doing just fine.